Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries podcast. I'm Chuck. This is part three of Amy and Rico's interview with Fawn Baker. This one is called Enneagram. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. I have been in this hurdle. It's the longest jump of a hurdle I've ever had. Um, I, uh, you're super analog and not techie either, huh? Correct. I am very analog. And part of my wanting to have a podcast was confronting technology. So it has been very confrontational and, and, um, PTSD inducing too, because I've allowed the influence instead of just seeking my own directional course and hacking it for myself. I've thought that maybe, Oh, if I just ask this person who has more knowledge that they could take some time with me and found that they don't really not, not because they're meaning to be, but they're, they're not able to commit the time that it would take to really see me through. And some of the Mm -hmm. the paths that they've taken me down have been not only expensive, but not yielding an information enough for me to wield what they've given me. And, you know, it's an easy thing to buy something, but if you've bought something that is so far and beyond what you can hack for yourself, it's paralyzing because now I have an editing software system that I I do not know how to use. I've spent so much money on it and it's made me really upset. So now I think I'm, I'm going to have to just backtrack, go to like something like audacity, which everybody raves about and says Mm -hmm. that it's great. It's fine. And just start from my level and figure it out and then advance to the thing that I've bought and I've bought it. So I have it. So I, in Columbus, we have, um, it's called Ohio media school. Okay. And I thought about seeing if they have like any continuing ed, like crash courses that I could just jump into. Yeah. There's also, um, uh, what is it called? Um, my audio engineer actually did it with, um, shit, I, I, I forget the service, but it's all online media courses. And a lot of podcasters actually advertise for, um, this particular, uh, service, uh, that I'm blanking one, on. One of my coworkers was showing me some stuff that he wanted to start doing. And he, he sent me this link and it's one of those all in one kits where you get three cameras and, like it's supposed to be all totally ready to go for $999. And I was like, sounds too good to be true, man. Like if you, <laughs> if this said like 2,500, I'd say maybe he's like, really, man. I was like, those are going to just be stationary standalone cameras. He's like, well, it said yeah. you can zoom in and do this. I was like, but yeah. you can't, but you can't. Yeah. You can't. Like, no. <laughs> Cause he's wanting what, and, and his idea is he's like, is there an app where like, I can have multiple cameras in the room and then viewers can just click on whatever view they want. I was like, besides like zoom, like having a separate feed from each device. No. Right. Exactly. And he was like, so I couldn't just like save it all. And then you could go, I was like, you, you'd have to have a 360 camera in each location. And then each of those files is so big. And like, 
for his ideas. And cause I've got, I've got a lot of crazy ideas too, but you've got to have like another person in the room. You've got to have a producer. You've got to have a person to switch the camera angles. You've got to, you know what I mean? Like it takes yes. another brain and it takes another. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm considering, I'm, I feel bad because I feel like I shot his dreams down, but I also don't want him to like spend a thousand bucks and then be like, this won't work for anything I wanted it to work for. And now I've still got to spend three grand again anyways. Well, and uh, for me now, I, I feel the calling just like you to, um, you know, my dad asked me about this. It wasn't in alignment with tech though. I should probably do that as well. I, forgive me. I was looking for this um, online course uh, system that, that had, I, that's basically Skillshare, Skillshare. That's what it was. I just came up with it. Skillshare.com is where my audio engineer got his founding and, and grounding in, um, basic audio engineering. And, um, uh, I've, I've been considering paying to do something like that, um, in alignment with like Skillshare and Skillshare is an account where you can, you get access to courses. So it's like a, you, you pay for a subscription and then mm-hmm. you get all these courses accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about that. Udemy is another, another place like that. But, um, my dad was like, well, why do you, why do you think you need to to do any of those things at all. Don't you think that, you know, a lot of these things already with the, with the audio engineering? Absolutely not. But with the specific thing that I was talking about, which was, um, art therapy, I was like, you know, I, I really don't, I really don't want to reinvent the wheel. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm sure I have a lot of grounding skills that are going to make my education a lot easier borrow some shortcuts from other people who have done it the hard way already. Yeah. And I was like, I just, honestly, it's, it's about wanting to be a good educator too. Like, I think it's easier to, um, educate when you have common, um, language, uh, mm-hmm. when, cause that was the problem with audio engineering that I found was that there was all these words for things that I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that do? Like just learning to- what cables are what man. Dude, and and they all talk in acronyms and fucking numbers, and I'm like, uh, this is bombarding. I can't even remember people's names. Like, you know, you mentioned Marty. I've ran in that guy like five different times, but I remember that beard. I remember the way he looks, and I know his art. I don't know. Like, I didn't. I didn't think about his name because I. I don't think I've ever really said, Hey, Marty, <laughs> like, I like, really like connected with it. But uh-huh. that's the part of me that doesn't do well. I'm like you said, I'm analog. I'm about getting dirty. I'm about putting my hands in something. So when I have to learn something from like a a labeling standpoint, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And then knowing what it is like, and like you with Marty being there and your, your everything, I need like the story. I need like that history of knowledge to then connect the dots so that then it's like all making sense. I'm like, Mm -hmm. and then the light bulb happens. But yeah, that's, that's why I kind of, plus it's been forever since I've been in an academic setting. Um, and, and I've been seeking that more and more, which is challenges that I've been taking on. I have business coaching that I'm paying for right now. So like, there's a lot of things that I'm kind of investing in at this point that I think will lend to the future, but it'll come. Yeah, I'm with you. It'll come. I'm completely with you. I, the editing software, not that I, not that I don't. Uh, want Chuck to be on this journey with me. He's my audio engineer. Not mm-hmm. that I want, don't want him on on board for the entirety of this podcast because he's he is a part of it and he will always 
be he rewarded. Sound wizard. Yeah, he will he will be rewarded by this podcast once we start making money, you know, in the future. He's 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 my guy. I just want to make life easier for him. <laughs> I just I want to be able to play with him as a creative more in that way. Because I think that would be more fun and more, you know, less exhausting for him and both of us, honestly. Um, so one of the things I think I'm going to talk to, um, Keith might be working today, my coworker I was talking uh-huh. about. I think I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger and get some like pen cams, like glasses cams oh, where me. like we could yeah. have point of view, but we'd, I'd have to just have my computer set up and like our, we've got a window between our rooms. So I think what he's wanting to do i could probably just do with my equipment and he wouldn't have to buy anything <laughs> oh that's like cool. I, I think if and because i felt bad where when I, I felt like i just shot his idea down but i think i think the solution is to be like hey keith i have all this stuff and i'm literally one window over yeah. why don't i just teach you how to use what i have and you know yeah. if you want to get this other kit to use at home for because he he does uh like high performance race cars as well he makes videos oh, and nice. things for that so like and that's another reason like mm, i really think you're going to want good cameras so you can have the camera out of the way but zoom in and get a close angle and that's right. the magic that's where you need right. good cameras and yep. if you don't have if you just have a standalone camera you're always going to have a camera yeah close to mm-hmm. you so well, and that's the thing um, that makes the videoing um, its own art form too, because what people don't realize is how many angle cha- changes and how many things mm-hmm. that up the dramaticism and up the ability for your mind to really connect with it. Because if it's just one static view, it gets really boring. You, it doesn't matter how amazing the the actual like content is. If you don't get these angle cha- changes or this dramaticism of it, your mm-hmm. mind does not stay engaged. Like it right. needs to be switched up. Yeah. Right. Well, and I've been working on getting like a static angle and then like a time lapse. So if I could like even go between those or I could yeah. go between like two of those angles and like maybe a whole room shot. But now it's like, where do I want to put mounts in the room? Yeah. And then I really do like the idea of having like a point of view camera. Like I like the idea of if if I'm giving a tattoo tutorial. Mm-hmm. I want you to like follow me as I'm like mixing my colors on my needle. And I want you to follow me as I'm like working that color up and through the landscape and like how this color needs to be incorporated, not here, but everywhere around there. Like there are just certain things that like, if you're, if your point of view, you can follow my thought where like, if you just see me coming with color every time you don't necessarily see like, I don't know. I just think there are a lot of things that would be really easy you're going to be teach. the Blair Butch project of the tattoo tutorial. I mean, it's unfortunately that's how it's going to have to be. Like it's yeah. always like if if it's point of view, it's always going to be like yeah. a shaky camera angle yeah. and all over the place. Or, but like well, if we could go between that and like a full like if we could be like a few minutes of this and then a few minutes of full room and then a few minutes of this. Dude, it's proven it should be and it it's proven to work really well because it keeps your it keeps your whoever's watching engaged because they're taking the journey with you. It's like mm-hmm. that one. What's that movie where the guy is the, um, where it's all from his perspective. What was it called? Um, and it's very action based and it's all through the perspective of the person. Oh, hardcore Henry. Yeah. Hardcore <laughs> Henry. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen that one, but oh, I've had people dude. tell me about it. Is it's it crazy? Good. 
Oh yeah. yeah. You should definitely watch it before you enlist this idea. It's not going to be that hardcore because it's tattooing, <laughs> but it'll the weekend has this video that's in first person. It's called false alarm. It's this crazy video about a failed bank robbery, but it's oh, all wow. in first person. So like you're seeing all the action and like your heart starts beating faster yeah. as you're watching the video. Cause you're so like surrounded by everything that's going on. It's crazy. Could you oh, imagine the tattoo experience? being yeah. like submersed. And I think that's what Keith is imagining. And I'm trying to achieve the same thing. Like I've been, I've, so I've been going live a lot lately while I'm working and that's m- more, more just to get comfortable being live. Yeah. But like at the same time, if you feel like tuning in and actually like watching, and I usually have a couple of people tuned in at any given time that are like watching for several minutes, like it does get kind of like meditative. Like if you're just scrolling on TikTok, anyways, like to sit and like actually watch a tattoo come together. Um, yeah. I feel like it, it's a, it could be a great teaching tool for tattooers. Like if tattooers want to get on and ask me questions, I would love to engage and answer questions why I'm doing what I'm doing. But like for tattoo collectors, it's kind of real. Like, even though you've been watching for 10 minutes and you've seen virtually no progress, well, that's kind of how it feels sometimes like constant progress, but you don't see it until like those final touches get in there or so I like, even, even though it's still messy right now and I I've got to find the best camera angles or the best way to wear a camera, but I just feel like there's a magic something in there where you know, I work in so many different styles or I have worked in so many different styles that I feel like, you know, for somebody who's been tattooing, like for two years, let's say, I feel like I've got a lot of crazy knowledge that I would love to share. And, yeah. you know, it's just the perfect opportunity. Like you just happen to catch me live. Like I'm actually sitting there. Like it might yeah. take me a few minutes to look up to whatever screen I'm monitoring things on, but it's a really good way to be like, whatever random question. Cause it's just right. me and my client, you know? Well, and it might accelerate, um, the income that you would generate. Cause if you, cause the idea that I had for that was, um, actually at my old studio. Um, cause what you just said, just, it struck a chord with me because, you know, my, my former boss, I don't think he could really see the vision of this, or maybe he didn't want to do the work of hiring this person or whatever, but, um, he was like, well, what would, what would a a studio manager actually do that's managing a private studio where we're all appointment only and we manage our own schedules. And I was like, anything that makes the artist's life easier. Uh, Well, I was like, how about a Twitch account? How about, how about a thing where we rotate between our artists doing exposés of where this person could videotape us while we were tattooing and answer questions and they can read read them off to us. I just set up a Twitch the other day after talking to Keith because it's like, you know what? We should just have a Twitch channel and I'll just share it and we can both share the links to it. And then I got thinking like, man, we should really set up a red tree Twitch because all of my, you've seen how portable my equipment is. Once I get it set up, it doesn't take up a ton of space. Yeah. But we could alternate like whoever's working on a cool project or whoever's close to completing a project we could just set the equipment up static and like have two or three zoom feeds so if anybody's watching they can choose which screen to watch I think that would be like I don't know if I was curious about what was going on in a tattoo studio I think that would be a really cool way to like feel interactive and to feel like I was on board and you know, and in the studio, like Red Tree, you know, we never know who's going to come in or what events right. are going to be going on or, you right. know, and just like when 
co-artists, like other artists in the studio when we're popping in and checking on other people on, uh, on each other's work and like right. showing off our tattoos for the day. There's really a lot of cool art that happens and right. it's, it would be a cool way to casually share like well, and, and magic. Twitch- Twitch on a business end, uh, once it, once it gets going and people find it popular, you can make money off of it. So that's, that's the thing is that like, for me, it was like, this is something that if you hire a person to facilitate this, it will facilitate, um, an added value to being a part of our community, our studio, what we're mm-hmm. offering to people. Yeah. Is it an initial investment for sure? Is it something that everybody's got to be on board with? Yes. Is it, but, but it's about building brand culture. It's about, um, like you said, educating a, a populace. Plus we were also right above a, a tattoo and piercing supply company. So like mm-hmm. it, it could also lend to their sales too. Like we're mm-hmm. right above them. You know, like if you have people, we had people showing up at our door. It's a, it was a closed environment holding tattoo machines that they had just bought downstairs and being like, how do I use this? And we were like, um, um, no, <laughs> no. And, but, but my whole thing was, is like, why don't we have, why, why do we say no? Because when I was in, when I was in sales, when I was in a front desk, biggest thing is you don't say no, you don't say no, you provide an option that mm-hmm. is the better option. You don't just like you, like you got shut down when you went in to start your sleeve and being like, we just don't wake up to that's a, that's a very passive aggressive bullshitty. No. And right. So that's not good front end practice, you know, good front end practice is like, well, we can't do this for you this time, or let's investigate this idea a little bit more. So my whole thing was like, well, we already have people showing up at our door. Why don't we facilitate an outlet where we could educate them either Mm -hmm. by inviting them into the studio in real time and charging them a door fee for certain days that we educate them about the products that we use and why we use them and why we buy them from downstairs and you know, I have things, been yeah. thinking about the idea of a Patreon too, yes. like setting up a Patreon and actually like, you know, I'm totally cool starting off giving as much knowledge as I can on Instagram and like just getting comfortable and yeah. like you figuring should. out the right angles and figuring out like what people tune into more and what people interact with more. And then once I figure that out, like maybe, maybe Patreon style lessons could be next to come where we could do like you know, what would be a two or three hour seminar, we could teach those like very specific tricks, like one trick at a time. You know what I mean? Like in this half hour video, you're going to learn how to do this one thing. And this is how and why this applies to all of these different styles. Like maybe that's, you know, here's the trick, how, here's how it applies, run with it. It sounds like you have a lot more, um, open-minded creatives that would peek out and, and, and cling to your, not cling to it, but, but geek out about the vision. For me, I, I haven't had anybody that had a mutual vision. So for right now, I had a Patreon for this podcast, but I had to let it drop because I was like, who are we kidding? I can't get beyond what we're doing right now. Like I mm-hmm. can't give you guys bonus content. I can't, what, what you're getting is what I can produce at this right. particular phase. And I have to be real with y'all. And for me, it was a, it was a nice lesson in letting people know that like, Hey, Sometimes you have to reorganize. Sometimes you have to draw back. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. have to like be realistic with where you're at within your ambition and not do too much, but I'm right there with you. I think you should like, I I, I hope to get back to something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and then here's the thing. Like I, I do keep, 
you know, I keep a pretty solid workload. So, you know, I would only be able to do lessons based on what I was doing. So like the lessons might come sporadically. You might get multiple lessons in one week and I might be in like one, you know, how like you'll get in those middle phases of projects where you're just putting the meat in, you know, like let's say we're doing an outer space sleeve. Three of those sessions are the in-between magic. Like the first session is commitment. Yes. Three sessions in between are all like meat and potatoes. And then you get the dessert and all the tricks at the very end. So, you know, I wouldn't want to have like lessons on like, this is how you saturate space again. (laughs) This is that. This is how you make a gaseous looking nebula again. Like, so that, that would be the drawback is, you know, I couldn't promise regular content, but it would be like, depending on what projects come in and what opportunities I have to share tricks with you. Right. Well, I mean, there's, there's so many angles for yours because, um, this is a tattoo collector friendly thing as well. So Mm -hmm. where you can actually like Todd, for example, you can highlight him and maybe he could be your bonus content person that you actually employ and you ferret out commissions Mm -hmm. to because he's his own entity and he can actually be, somebody that people could, um, pay an extra tier say on, on to get we've got to a, him. We've got a friend, Brian Midkiff, and he's a super tech nerd and he's great at everything. And I am always just like, Brian, please work with me. Help me. Please be yes. the other leg of the tripod. Yes. I need it. I need yes. your nerdiness and your awesomeness. And well, he's, and that's, he's a, a, a super heavy collector as well. He's got some amazing work. So he's also like, in, in it, you know? Yeah. Well, my thing is I, I have a very talented family and actually the, the main person who, um, sold me, sold me a bunch of stuff that was way above my head for audio engineering is my cousin. And I love him to death, but like, he kind of did this to me. And now I'm like, uh, how, and he's like, watch shit on YouTube. And I'm like, okay. And I have, and I'm like, this is not how I learn. First of all, also, I can't, I can't get on-site questions and answers the way I need when I'm watching something on YouTube. This is super hard for my time and I need my time. I need my time to produce the product, like to actually make, not to hack the system. That was what you were supposed to be doing for me, man. And now you've kind of left me. Now he has a kid. So that's, I, and and I'm I, I would love it if we like in my family could come together and link all of our talents. I've been trying to, but like there's so much. My brother is a software engineer, and I have a brilliant software and like idea. But I'm I'm he he like tells me all of like what I'm gonna need as far as investment and capital and what kind of team I'm gonna have to build. I'm like, no, you're the team. Like you're you're, the you're te- my you're my team. You're, you're my. This team. is like you're. That's the conversation we're having. You're that. This is the passion project. This is the vision. Like, like, let's get, like, we bring all of this together. But I understand for me that the idea is just so simple, but the actual. Let me just say it like this. Just because, just because you have the idea and just because it's not working right now, doesn't mean it won't work right now. It sounds like it's one of those things. Like you're probably going to have the coolest project with your entire family someday. Like it just might not be the right time, especially, you know, when people's lives are busy and kids. And so, 
I mean, if you've got that wealth of resources, the perfect time is going to come for everything to culminate into something rad. It's just that never yes. happens when we want it to. It happens when it's supposed to. Well, that's, that, yeah. that's one of the things that I keep being, being reminded of over and over. It, I, I, I learned that humble lesson over and over with tattooing. Like there were all these goals that I wanted to achieve and I'd work towards them, work towards them, work towards them. And that, nothing ever happened when I wanted it to happen, but it happened. Right. You know, it just wasn't on the, the time I thought it should happen. And I feel like that's the the lesson that I am relearning over and over again with all of this technology. You know, yeah. it's just, it's humbling. You yes. know, there's, there's a, a, a mountain of hurdles with audio. There's a mm-hmm. mountain of hurdles with just getting good video and yes. like all the right technology. And now there's a mountain of hurdles learning how to post mix. Mm-hmm. There's a mountain of obstacles learning how to video edit. And then now we have to combine all of this and they all have to look good and they all have to look seamless. But yeah. we're just starting out in each one of these very complicated fields where each one by itself isn't too tough, but we're learning all of them at once. Right. And it's like, you know, it's probably, it's probably the same mental challenge as when I was in art school, you know, where we are literally like, we, we have thrown, we have voluntarily thrown ourselves in the deep end and we are doggy paddling around like fools and don't even know which way is up. Yeah. But we're swimming. But, yeah. Yeah. Next, yeah. next step, we got to get video editing down. We got to get some cool graphics. So we can have like a graphic banner, like right here at the bottom oh, that yeah. says, things and such (laughs) whoever we're talking to yeah like that's yeah yeah i don't even i don't even know half the shit that i should have um but you know like you said um you know it's it's listening to other podcasts too finding the time to finding the time to like watch other creatives and um see what they're already employing and and making the time and then asking questions of that um the business guy that i'm I'm paying right now. Like I, I haven't watched half of his courses, but he has tons of courses on podcasting because he's been a podcaster for a really long time and has a very mm-hmm. successful podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to between and tattooing, like what you said about, about. Just yeah. I'm still pushing and growing and tattooing too. Like I'm right in the middle of a crazy growth and some of the the stuff I'm pulling off with my tattoos as well. So like yeah. there's all of this mental growth and all of these yeah. Different angles of my life. Yeah. Super stimulating. That's a job too, for anybody who is listening to this podcast, wanting to tattoo, which a lot of, a lot of our listeners are that, that profession just in itself is everything that Fawn just said. It's like, it's like five to 10 jobs all in one. And you've got to be great at most of them and pretty, pretty well-rounded as an individual. It's, you know, marketing, you know, client relations, um, you know, you know, I want to, I want to jump in and interject. This is just an idea I have, but a really good foot in the door. A lot, a lot of people are like, how do I get an apprenticeship? How do I get an artist to take me seriously? I know a few artists who gotten, got taken seriously and considered for apprenticeships by becoming a personal assistant or a like photographer or a tech person for an artist that you look up to. If you become that, you're hanging around this person all the time. They see whether you're passionate or not. They see whether you're driven or not. My dog's telling me she's got to go outside. I'm so excited. She uses her buttons. That's awesome. There's buttons. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I got her the talk buttons. She's oh, that's got treat dope. and outside. She's yelling at me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, you can take her out. Like, oh, we'll pause again. 
All right. Yeah. Let me let her out. Give her incentive. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Aww. That's so cool. It's like outside. 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 I kept That's, hearing it. And I was like, what the fuck is this going on? That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even know, but hey, man, like dogs will be able to communicate with us very soon. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you. Kill the cat. Kill, Kill the, the cat. cat. Kill the cat. <laughs> We're just thinking about all the buttons that you could get for your dog where they can learn the piano of like different <laughs> responses. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna have to make buttons that have the cats' names on them because I, <laughs> I I live tucked back down a little alley and down another alley, so I don't have any traffic or anything. So I have one nice. cat that wanders around and one that only stays in the backyard. Um, but Lolo will definitely like start acting crazy and making alien noises when they want in. <laughs> so if I have buttons that say their names, I'll know like what's up. But yeah, we I just started working with her with these buttons like very recently. And we've got treat down and we've got outside down. So now oh. that those are good, I might go ahead and introduce a new button today. That's very cool. Nice. What would, yeah. what do you think would be um, like uh, treats like feed me? Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess what would be the other, the other, because those are the most biological ones, you know, like the uh, I ask. think, I think yes and no are what I want to yeah, do next. And then yeah. we can start elaborating from there. Those are the, those are probably the best that you can actually see whether or not she comprehends English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. They say that dogs can understand like well over a thousand different words. Yeah. yeah. That's a podcast in itself. These buttons with your dog. I know. Hey, right? I mean, I'm new to it. I saw these dogs using them on TikTok and I'm like, man, I wish my dog had buttons. And I was like, she's pretty smart. I wonder if I can train her to use buttons. So we're like less than two weeks in and she's got two buttons down already. Oh, wow. That's, and she's that's five. Awesome. So she's not a puppy. She's like five and a half. Wow. So yeah. Wow. You are a good mentor. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. So before oh. I had... Before I had her, I had a basset hound and oh. hounds are the most stubborn. I wasn't prepared. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So after having him, Lolo's a walk in the park. She's incredibly easy to train. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Hounds, they're, they're driven a different way. Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. There's you, you're not going to make a, a hound do anything they don't want to do. So yeah. the magic with him was you had, he had to want to do what I wanted him to do. There was yeah. no, he had this one trick he was excellent at. I called it Boulder. <laughs> what would he do? Just lay there. Just lay Boulder. there. Boulder. He'd just not move. I mean, Boulder. <laughs> I think of Boulder and I think about those dogs that want to level my knees every time when they see me. They're just like, they go right for the back like, of the knee shot. And they're like, oh, <laughs> well, he's a basset hound. So he was only about knee high. So, but yeah, matter. when he, when he, anytime I would want him to do anything he didn't want to do, he would just unmovable. Oh. So, and he was stubborn and very intelligent. So like there wasn't even like conning him to do things with treats. Like he wasn't necessarily food motivated. So mm. like I had to like, he had to find joy and happiness and whatever I wanted him to do. Wow. So, so with that in mind, it makes it pretty easy to uh, train the next dog after him. 
some exciting news, diary listeners. We actually got a wonderful promotional code from Reinventing the Tattoo recently, and we're happy to share this with you. It's 10% off on a subscription to Reinventing the Tattoo. And if you don't know about this wonderful, wonderful service, it's continuing education for working professionals, very geared around tattooers. But I would venture to say that if you are looking to improve your art skills and have regular momentum to your creativity and to your own professional education, I can't recommend it enough. One of the prime people that you will be critiqued by and helped with and draw with and all of that good stuff is Guy Acheson. And if you don't know about him, you probably should. He is a very, very pivotal person in our industry. I joined them for for one exercise. I, I did a color study. I mean, Rico sat there and, and watched me the other night do mm-hmm. a, a color study exercise with Guy and company, and it was amazing. I was flexing all kinds of muscles. It's just all around if you want to improve your art skills. I can't see a better way than hanging out with a lot of professional artists and seeing the kind of work that they do and the kind of exercises they work on all the time. It's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. So again, that's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. And that's gonna save you 10% on your subscription. Go check it out, folks. Hello, Apprenticeship Diary listeners. There's a new trimmer company out there called Smooth My Balls. And when I tell you it's Nick Free, it's Nick Free. If you want one and would like to save 15%, go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash The Apprenticeship Diaries. Have you apprenticed anyone or would you? Um, I have started apprenticeships. Nobody's ever really completed an apprenticeship with me. Okay. Um, my, my younger brother was probably the closest, but he ended up getting, he was, while he was working with me, he was learning uh, to be an, a machinist as well. So as one took off, the other had to go on the back burner. Yeah. Um, I've got another friend who we kind of started, we were a few months in and he got a job as a Mason where he was making really good money as well. Right. Um, and he actually was just like, you know, I'm kind of kicking around getting back into it. Cause he's got a daughter now and his life's a little bit more slowed down and things are more stable with him and girlfriend, wife, wife now. Right. Um, so like maybe the timing's right for him to jump back in. So maybe. What wonderful mm-hmm. attributes to have around you though. You have a Mason, you have a machinist, you have, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, no, just e- equally as skilled and sought after trades, yeah. but like, you know, it, as you and I've been talking about all day long, you never know what, like, yeah. what skill you're going to stumble into that's going to pay off later on. Yep. Like there have been so many accidental just like all the dogs in the neighborhood are going off. It's <laughs> usually quiet. Uh, there might be must, something out there. There must be somebody walking between us. Oh man. But, but, um, I lost my train of thought listening to the dogs, but yeah, yeah you like never know. You never know how things are going to pay, pay off down the road. Yeah. You know, I, there were so many little things, like, even though I didn't have an apprenticeship formally, there were so many things that just stacked up and they were just the perfect domino that needed to fall for me to learn what I needed to, what I needed to grow as an artist and to grow as a tattooer. So 
I was very fortunate in my experience and stumbling upon some of these opportunities and having the foresight to seize the opportunity when it was there um, really kind of helped me grow and push me. But would you think that that's what you look for when you're looking for a person that you might give this, um, you know, knowledge to, it's just that like, you know, you can see it, you can see where their life can make that transition. You can see where, um, they're ready for it or they're passionate. What, what's an element that you would look for? Hmm. So anytime anybody's asked me about an apprenticeship, the first thing that I usually do is I recommend a couple of books and if they just kind of scoff and don't take it seriously, okay, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, that was, that was, that was like assignment number one. Yeah. You know, and the, one of the books that I always recommend is drawings on the right side of the brain. Um, I believe Betty Edwards is the author. She also has a fantastic color theory book. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's another one. I can't ever think of the author's name, but it's called how to draw what you see, but they're just two basic fundamental books that are going to teach you everything from drawing a a sphere to drawing a cube in perspective, all the way to drawing portraits, um, landscape. So it's just like a really good, like from the beginning, all the way through to an accomplished artist, like it's going to break things down in a very, very easy way. And they're not long books. They're not thick books and you can flip through them out of order. But like, for me, that's my, that's my very first, like, okay, this is where I started. So I'm going to recommend these books to you because that gives us the same starting point. So I've had a few people actually either order, just order the books right there while I told them, or they came back later on, or, you know, if they were clever enough to ask me to borrow a copy, I always have at least a couple copies. And that's something I don't mind, you know, losing a $10, right. a $10 book that somebody might use. For their knowledge, um, yeah. Um, but that's my very first test is like, this is where I started. And when I started taking art seriously, these were two books that really kind of filled in the gaps where like high school art might not have been there yet. Or, right. you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, I might've yeah. been ahead of what I was craving from my surroundings. Right. Um, so that's my very first test. And I, I feel like that's a pretty easy one. Like, do yeah. you care enough to learn how to draw? Right. Cause yeah. that's, that's it. You can't well, do you this if you can't draw. Yeah. Well, you read a book. <laughs> and it's mostly pictures. It's yeah. diagrams, man. It's not <laughs> like a chapter book. It's a very easily, it's like the clip notes of drawing already. Right. And right. you know, it's, it's in, it's like umpteenth edition, the right. uh, drawings on the right side of the brain. Yep. But I also like that if you do read about it, it gets into like how the brain works and how we perceive the world around us and then how we translate it. So it, it gets deep, but right. like at the same time, you can just take each lesson for what it is and get good quick. So that's, that's my first test. So like, if you, if you ever talk to an artist about an apprenticeship and they make a funny little recommendation like that, Mm -hmm. that might be the test. So like, listen and do it. Or that might just be the like, okay, maybe you can be a hang around for a little while. Mm -hmm. Because for me, there's always that chemistry period too. Like, let's just hang out for a while and see if this even feels right. right. You know what I mean? Because not everybody has the right chemistry. Not, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Not everybody's the right mentor for the right student. It doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong, but, Mm -hmm. you know, different teaching styles, different learning styles. I think it it all comes down to, uh, you know, what everybody's getting out at the end. Hopefully the, to be a professional tattoo artist is the goal. 
Um, so if, if, if you're willing to go through whatever, I believe the application uh, depends on the person, but I do like that test because, you know, just so you know, I believe, I believe my apprentice has, I know he's uh, read uh, drawing on the right side of the brain, but we also had book um, assignments in his, his apprenticeship. Um, and I mean, he's voracious. He's an amazing reader. And like um, his willingness, like you had said, to do whatever I threw at him and his ability to just quickly uh, adjust, you know, like he wasn't stubborn. He wasn't, he was malleable, like in every mm-hmm. kind of way. Um, it's a funny thing. Like yeah. if you, if you, if you respect somebody enough to ask them to teach you, you need to submit and mm-hmm. let them teach you. You know what I mean? It's, we kind of yeah. touched on it earlier. Like our egos get in the way a little bit. Like I don't need to know anything about needles. I just buy the cartridge that I like and that's it. When right. really, if you understand how the needles inside the cartridge work, you now understand what you're ordering and why you're ordering it and how it works the way yep. it works. Yep. And you can give that to someone else, which is something I I wasn't able to give. And I do want to listen to Mark's uh, thing because I, I have a, a very vague knowledge just based on my use of needles, um, but to geek out about it would be good. And my ability to teach somebody else how to tattoo would be that much better if I were to mm-hmm. do that. So um, that's the thing is that like now that I'm on a path of, of wanting to educate better, which I never knew until I walked into wanting to teach mm-hmm. and I, I let her know right away. I was like, I've never taught anybody. So this is going to be this would be rough for both of us. And it was, and I don't, I think that's something that kind of benched our relationship for a time because it, it might've been, you know, I, I don't, I don't consider it abusive. I consider it appropriate for both of us, but mm-hmm. um, I think that there was a lot of things that made it more challenging than it needed to be. Had I come with that knowledge and been, been vetted in being an educator rather mm-hmm. than an artist who with this want to educate, um, that would have been different because they're two different things. Um, now I'm, I'm trying to think about how I can be a better educator. And a lot of that mm-hmm. is about explaining things. Like I said before, like, um, you know, having common language, understanding staple, staple things so that you're not having to reinvent the wheel. You're, you're bringing somebody into this knowledge. For me, it was very, um, like I said, unconscious. I unconsciously know how to move. I I cannot articulate it because it's something that I just feel like Mm -hmm. I don't think you're talking to people and be like, Oh, you know, how do you see what you're doing? I don't see what I'm doing. I can feel what I'm doing. And they're Mm -hmm. like, the fuck am I supposed (laughs) to learn that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where like, uh, there there are some things that were so much easier to explain when we were all working with coil machines. Mm -hmm. Like when the machine sounds like this, everything's going right. When the machine sounds like that, there's an adjustment that you need to make. Now we don't have that. Now, how do you teach somebody? Like we learned by, we learned by hearing it first. And then we learned the touch associated with that sound. You know what I mean? Like sound of the machine first the touch of the needle into the skin was like the next lesson, at least for me. And I find that that's going to, that's, that's a conundrum. How am I going to teach that to somebody who's never worked with a coil machine? 
Well, and just you isolating it, I completely negated how incremental learning coils first before I switched to a rotary was Mm -hmm. because I discounted it. I discounted it because for me, it was just like, um, you know, I prefer a Mac to a PC because I'm not Mm -hmm. a tinkerer. I don't want to tinker. So I discounted it. But what I learned in that space helped me so much with my ability to transition to a rotary and I didn't even know it. So Mm -hmm. then to break it down to somebody and, and know the validity and the reasons why you would start somebody with a coil machine in, in, in practice and why that's necessary. It's just the same as like you said, you know, get off the fucking digital or what we said, Mm -hmm. get off the digital tools and, you know, paint a painting, get dirty a little bit, use raw Mm -hmm. materials. I've recently given that advice. It, it matters when it comes down to using the expedition tool. It certainly Mm -hmm. matters. And so, yeah, you're not, you're not cutting corners. You're saving time. No, no, there's a difference, but you know, the only way that you really kind of understand the time that you're saving and you, you have the confidence and you, you really know it is that you did all this stuff first. I never really, I I just don't, because I am such a forward thinker and I'm so, so caught in what I want to do and my ambition that to look back and, and isolate what I've already done enough to be able to tell somebody to do it has been a challenge. I don't, I I didn't even, it was just like this constant, like, I mean, it would be, it would be such a fucking long book if I were to. It's one of my favorite things when somebody is just like, why do you do that? And I have to be like, why do I do that? Let's put it into words. And then how did I come to, this is the best way for me to do it like that. Yeah. I like kind of like deconstructing how and why. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, that probably you know, from what I can tell about your mission and your podcasting and probably both of ours, um, mine is a different kind of, um, podcasting commentary. Cause I, I honestly, I'm not sure how long I will be putting my art to tattooing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be as good a tattooer as I can for the people that I service, but I don't know how long that will be something that I dedicate myself to as a craft long-term. Um, it will be a facet of the things that I know and understand, but I, I feel that I think you are going to apprentice people, but you're going to do it in a mass way because of the way that you're constructing your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's fair. I've, I've actually had somebody say if, if nothing else, what tattooers can get from our show is appropriate bedside manner and like how to treat clients, like how clients expect to be treated. Well, and we're all kind of part of this neat faction because we're all linked to reinventing, which is those foundational practice skills of tattooing and artistry and all of those things. So, you know, with with the the kind of uh, collective space that we're already kind of partaking in, who, like you said, who who the fuck knows what's this going to be? But I'm very excited about it. I was super excited to actually meet you in real time at Paradise. Same with Jake Meek. Same with um, Haley Adams. Like that, you guys are all investing in something that I think is really, really important for the tattoo artist uh, community. 
And also it's all educating. It's all, you know, and, and what it will become. I mean, who freaking knows, but we all have yeah. real, really that's where good we, hearts. That's where we got to just kind of like shout out Guy Aitchison and thank him right? and Gabe for like getting yes. this community together. Because now not only do we all have our like free floating platforms that might fly or might die, but like collectively now we've got a community yes. and, you know, um, the more legs you have on a table, the stronger it is. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I feel like some some people might come to reinventing to learn one thing from one podcast. And as they grow, you know, I, I would hope that people would grow out of the apprenticeship diaries or grow into a situation where like, I've learned so much from this. Let me share my journey with you. But like, yeah. hopefully people can grow out of one podcast that we've designed and into another you know that that should be that should be the goal of teachers is to have our students outgrow us you know that's what we want we we want our listeners to be a listener for a period of time share us with somebody else and then evolve to the next thing that there is being offered on reinventing Um, yeah absolutely I think that's just a magic thing that we're we're all able to be a part of and now that we've all like gotten to hang out and meet each other like that community is locked in even a little bit more like we're all in different places in the country but like we're all working towards just bettering the tattoo community like if we can inform artists and make artists better and more confident artists and we can share those tricks so everybody is growing together and then the collectors are informed and then the collectors realize what's possible with their tattoos so they're coming up with cooler ideas and they're incorporating larger part of their bodies or smaller part of their bodies but they're informed and they know what's possible so then they can seek out the right artist and give the right artist the freedom to make these next level projects come to life so there's this like cyclical like by bettering one part of the community all parts of the community become better well and even not knowing what this community will ultimately be because I'm, I'm not focused on just tattooing. I'm focused on other professions as well, because for me, what I geek out about, and I even mentioned this at paradise is, and all of us are, we're all about this because we're business-minded people at the end of the day and we're podcasters, but I love networking. I love meeting people. I love learning about what they do. I love sharing what they do with other people. I love feeding my community and my friends like, oh, you have this gap in your life. Let me show you this person that does it. I met them. I've spent time with them. I've interviewed them. You know, mm-hmm. I've highlighted them on my podcast. Oh, you're a machinist. You have a machinist brother. How is that going to be applicable mm-hmm. into what you do in the future? All these nuances of like the tribe that we're creating, the social space that we're creating, the network. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that that's, I think that's what helps people um, live life um, feeling comfort is, is being vulnerable enough to connect with other people and learning about what they are and then sharing all of those things and really becoming a force that can move together. It's kind of like when you see, when you go to tattoo conventions and you see people rolling up, it's like a sea of black hoodies and they're like Mm -hmm. all rolling strong. And, um, that was something in my last studio too like we would convention together and it would just be like this faction they were we were all so camaraderie yeah Mm -hmm. of how we could roll in we had our setup we knew exactly whatever we had organized this this feat we got everything set up and then we could you know like go to lunch and then have an awesome convention roll out strong coordinated effort everybody was like doing it and it does 
you know, and, and the goal is too, like with your podcast, it's bringing other people in validating the connect, the collector, you Mm -hmm. know, what that might actually yield. Well, I mean, it's bottom line for every tattooer. It doesn't matter how big or small your ego is. We don't have a job if it's not for the collector. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? We, that the collector is the most important part of this equation. We wouldn't have, you know what I mean? We wouldn't have art if not for the community without Mm, our, our ability to, sit and experience and share with other people what the fuck would we comment on right you know like (laughs) we wouldn't wouldn't have anything to talk about we wouldn't and nobody would buy our shit because they were like you know like what is that you know like like we have to actually have so so all of it is this big beautiful cyclical thing that that has so many potentials and I, I geek out about it, but yeah, you're right. I have no idea where any of it's going to go. All I have is like this blind burning passion to just keep getting better and better. But I will say, and, it, and I could be just, you know, I think it's funny that we both think each other are further along, but I, I, I oh, we're know. both in the kiddie pool. Cool. No, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we're just making it look fantastic. And that's, that's reassuring as fuck to find out too. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but, but that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. What I've gotten from every single podcaster, no matter what they're delivering, as far as information is like the really, really good ones. I think are the ones that, that are human first and Mm -hmm. that will share that human experience so that they can let everybody else know that they're not that weird, you know, (laughs) they're not that, you know, low as they think they're not as far behind as they think they're on the right path. Just keep going. You know? Yeah. That's you, on the right path. That's one of my favorite expressions to refer to is, you know, there are a lot of artists that I look up to and like, I, I see what they're doing and it's like, we're on very similar paths. You're just mm-hmm. further along. And I feel like that just totally like having that mindset, it just totally sets my ego aside when it's like, oh, they're getting this, that this achievement or that achievement, or they're doing this or that. Well, like they're just further along the path than me. It'll come, Yeah, Yeah. you know, and that's part, that's part of the apprenticeship struggle is like Mm -hmm. knowing when it's your time and place to, you know. Well, and you never know what they're looking at you and marking, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the other part of it is like, you know, their achievements, you might be going, wow. And then you never know how much wow is coming in the reverse on their end. Right. They wish they, they had that accolade that mm-hmm. you've already walked towards. And right. I think it's just really about priority setting and like what we're, what we're trying for and what we're putting our, our passions to, um, and, and whether or not that's something that yields what we ultimately want or not. Um, but yeah, like that's the other thing is just realizing who geeks out about who and why and and when you actually, you know, dare to connect and mm-hmm. and you know go oh I didn't I don't know or you're willing to fail you find such gems you know it's yeah. awesome it's really awesome if if there was um if there was a person that you would say I mean we've already <laughs> talked about Mark with Neil Jake I hope to have him on the podcast I don't know how to connect with him I guess through Gabe maybe because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't you know he's 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 a you know he makes sure that he's has his own community and keeps it locked in so I appreciate that but you know I have to get in touch with him I want to and I didn't get his contact info apparently so it's terrible I mean um, fortunately we've got Instagram so we, we all got that. I feel sure. like, I feel like we can all slide into 
as podcasters, we can DMs. slide into each other's DMs. All right. <laughs> yeah. Slide well, like, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's exactly what I'll do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, um, who is somebody that you would say um, either influenced you, either a podcaster or a tattoo? I mean, you've named a few already, um, but so, like, who are you looking at or who do you think people should know? Oddly enough. So since, since we've just been talking about the podcast and stuff so mm-hmm. much today, um, when we, so Jordan actually had the idea like podcast. Cause I was like, I need a newsletter or a publication, something to like educate collectors. Like I want to collect our audience. And he's like podcast. So anyways, that was Jordan's idea, but he's all about Joe Rogan. He watches Rogan regularly, listens to Rogan. However, um, and not that I don't, not that I, I, I like the Joe Rogan show. I like the way that it's just casual conversation, whatever they talk about, they talk about. And that's kind of how our show is. Right. But, um, a couple of years ago, I got incredibly fascinated by the Enneagram, which is like a psychology. Oh. It's like a nine, nine person, nine personality type psychology system. And there is, um, a girl that I really enjoyed listening to who would talk about the different personality types and her name was Jennifer Brave. So I followed her for like two years on Instagram and I even subscribed to her Patreon for a while. But one of the things that I really like about the way that she taught is I could just put her on and listen to her like while I was driving and it just sounded like somebody was in the passenger seat talking to me. Cause like right in on. her conversation, she'll like look into the camera and be like, you know what I mean? You know, you know, yeah. so it sounded yeah. like very comfortable and very casual. And I learned so much about some really complicated things through her very casual way of teaching. So that's why like I deliver like our show to stay super casual. I like it to feel like you're literally just listening to a conversation because I absorbed so much knowledge from her by just having that, like, it just like somebody was sitting in the passenger seat telling a story to me. Um, and that, that I think was kind of like my, like, if, if I do this, this is the way I want to do it because I learned so much from that, like teaching style of hers. So no, I love that. I just wrote that down. I don't think I, I spelled Enneagram right, but I'm I'm sure I'll I think it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. Nine per there's nine different personality types. So uh I probably still butchered it. Um, but that'll get me closer. Um, because Google probably wouldn't know what I meant by the way that I wrote it down. I'm not sure, but <laughs> like usually Google fixes you. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I just see, I see a guy walking by with a leash in his hand. There's definitely a dog free in the neighborhood. I mean, you know, we're probably, I mean, we're, we're at a solid, like three and a half hours. Um, Is there any closing? I mean, definitely tell us where you can find you on, on, on platforms Um, and stuff. All all of my platforms are fawn underscore Baker. My webpage is fawnbaker.com. So it's all super easy. I work at Red Tree. That's all Red Tree. Yeah. (laughs) Red Red Tree Tattoo Gallery. Awesome. Um, I, you know, I think we, I think we need to exchange a few more episodes. I think you and I could just keep talking for a while. I think we both have a lot to share in each other's respective realms. So so I'd definitely love to have you on again. I want to come in, um, guest spot for sure, because I have a lot of red tree. Yeah. I'd love to learn from you. Oh yeah. Come we we are always encouraging guest artists to come through. We've got 
you know, never know for sure what's going to be going on, but there's always something going on in Columbus. And then if not, we'll go like kayaking and adventuring together. So we love that. Yeah, Plus, I've heard great things about Ohio. Uh, strangely enough, in a, in a lot of a lot of that way, it's it's a quirky place, but it it has a lot of magic there. Um, uh, you know, Ohio, Columbus has been really good to me, but like the nature in Ohio is pretty nice. Like yeah. where we're at, immediately it's kind of flat, but if we go like an hour in several directions, we can get some really beautiful waterfalls and. I've already driven pretty, there. Pretty too. magic places. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah Let's already, go fishing. I know. Yeah. I know. Wait, I, I know some spots. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I know. I, I really want. You're like, since you're from out of town, I can show you these fishing spots of mine. Oh no, they're 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 obscure enough. You never encounter other people there. I can show them to anybody I Damn. want. Damn, dude, those if are, we those are if good we spots. um got a, a videographer or even like you said, your your um your glasses, your cameras, we could we could fish and have a whole podcast. <laughs> Oh man, like, that would and, be cool as and shit. And he could shine, and you guys can shine in the fishing, and I can sit there being like, "What do I do again?" You know, <laughs> we'll be fishing, and and I'll be like, "Look at that heron!" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or whatever. I mean, I could videotape a lot of it too. Like, I'm fine with that too. Like, I don't know how well I'll do, but I'll do. I mean, and that's the other thing is if we get enough technology nerds and we take turns being cameraman and being producer and being speaker, yeah. that's where the magic can happen. Like maybe, maybe yeah. we've actually got some like specials that we could do if, when our forces combined, we can make something professional. <laughs> I mean, we've already been mutual <laughs> candy pushers. I mean, <laughs> we've already I'm with it. it. I know I'm with I, it. We've got so many similar foundations. It's got to come together. I mean, I, well, like you said, you never knew, you never know how these things are going to come around and be delivered to you. And, um, I've always wanted to travel. So now meeting, you know, so many people that I like now know where I'm going, where, where yeah, within our community, it's so easy to just roll up and dude, make it happen. It's going to be great. It's kind of magnanimous because I'm like, how, how, but there's so much time hopefully ahead, um, that like not best not to overthink it. Things happen when they're supposed to, it falls into place. And, you know, we're all going through these same learning curves. So I think when we do have the time to actually come together and like in person, make some projects together, Mm -hmm. it's all going to be next level. By then we'll have like all of our logos and things like that embedded. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have all the tricks. We'll know how to work our cameras. We'll be able to get different effects. Like we'll have it down. Yeah. If if not, we'll know each other well enough that like, we'll be sharing and it'll just kind of happen. But I, um, I wanted to ask you like, so as far as guest spotting goes, because I, I, I made a guest spot with, um, uh, a new friend, uh, Jordan Lafay and, um, Mm -hmm. as she's, she's, uh, at weird ink society and I'm going to be doing a guest spot with her in January. But then I talked to a client of mine. He's like, you're going to Minnesota in January. And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, I mean, uh, okay. Oh shit. What did I just do? But you know what? I'm, I'm going to take the hit, but I wanted to ask you, is there a best time to do, um, whether seasonal or anything for the exploits that we would want to do in Ohio? I mean, if you come not in the winter time, we're going to have more exploring options. Okay. If you come in the winter time, like there's still a ton to do in Columbus. Columbus is a great city. There's always something going on. Right on. Um, 
Okay, cool. So um, for fishing, we should probably spring. focus on spring. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'll I'll hit you up in that because I I have so many people now that I want to hit up and and I Lucky Bernard is somebody that I haven't circled back. I want to have another podcast with that dude because our audio. He's like I've since bought audio equipment just because of what happened during my. I was like, cool man, we need to we need to touch back with him. But yeah, this is it's so exciting. I know there will be time for it all because that's how life works. Fawn, thank you. Yep. Thanks for having me. It's been a fantastic discussion. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I look forward to hopefully joining you again. And I definitely look forward to having Absolutely. you on my show again. So hell yeah, man. Like there was such great nuggets you you gave and we learned so much about everything, including your animals. It's all the accidental learning, man. It's so great. It's the best. <laughs> I'm happy to know better things about Victoria's Secret too. <laughs> Yeah, my experience with Victoria's Secret in Michigan was great. When I came to Ohio, eh, the people were a little different. Yeah. I was utilized differently. I hear you. Uh, All right. Well, we want to let you attend to your dog. Um, yeah, she's so going much. crazy out there. Yeah, we'll let you get to her. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. You're yeah. awesome. Awesome, and, guys. Uh, yeah. We'll let you know well, when everything's you. releasing. Have a great day. I hope this edits down into something listenable. And oh, I will talk to sure. you guys very soon. Definitely, man. Yep. Have a great Thanks. one. Bye. <laughs>